0: This week's episode of the Cincy Shirts podcast is brought to you by our partners at Gold Star, who figure into this week's episode. Check out our entire collection of Gold Star apparel at CincyShirts.com. Click on the Partners tab, drop down menu, and select Gold Star Chili. Gold Star Chili, small batch chili, and handcrafted hamburgers. Now, on with the show.
1: This is WCPO FM, 1051 on
0: your FM dial, Cincinnati, Ohio. WKRC, Cincinnati. This is the Nation Station. again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts
1: Podcast. It's episode 104. Today on our show, entrepreneur Jacob Trevino. People will always find a way to not do something, to say like, man, that's really risky. And again, Guerrilla Cinema was always risky from the beginning, because what we would do Friday before we would show a movie, I'd like clear out my bank account, like hoping that like, man, we make enough to like get this money back. Like and and like if I was lucky, a Gorilla Cinema pop-up would break even.
0: You may know Jacob and his wife as the founders of Gorilla Cinema. They've also opened several themed bars, including the Overlook Lodge, Tokyo Kitty, the Golden Sparrow, Lucky's Prime Steakhouse, and more. Jacob joins us in the Hyde Park studio to discuss taking risks, swinging big, responding to haters, creating pop-up bars like the Pan Am Lodge they created uh, downtown in Cincinnati and also in Columbus. Uh, and he talks about a whole lot more. If you've been liking the podcast, you can support it by PayPal or Venmo. Simply use podcast at cincyshirts.com. Chip in whatever you feel is fair. Also, be sure to listen for the special promo code for 20% off near the end of the episode. Now, let's talk to Jacob Trevino.
1: Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-E-T-I, Cincinnati. She came down.
2: Once in a while, I'm at cincyshirts.com in Cincinnati. So yeah,
1: thanks thanks for, for doing this. No, no, thank you guys for having on me on. I, I feel like sometimes, why do people want to talk to me? Like, I get it, but <laughs> I also, yeah. I'm, I'm like... What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got everything going on.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. You're you're the one dude that people are like, man, that guy, he's on a different different level.
1: We're we're doing some fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so the uh, man, yeah. So so you're not from Cincinnati originally. I'm not originally from Cincinnati. I spent a lot of time growing up in Texas. Okay. And then down in like Louisiana, like that's where my mom lives. So I kind of am very much inspired by like my southern roots and things like that you know and and growing up and going and living in austin and going to school in austin and things like that and just uh oh yeah all those other things you know everything that's weird Uh, i think uh you know austin used to be more weird i think that's the weird thing about austin is like everyone says like the time they lived in austin was like the best time and then after they left it started to get can, oh. can we cuss <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it but yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah cause everybody finds out about it and it's not cool no, I don't it's even think it's like
1: coolness world. is such a weird relative like term for yeah, like true. stuff like I like everyone's like you're cool and I have never felt cool I feel like I you do your like projects that inspire you and then like you're happy that people like them i think more than anything else like yeah you're just like glad that it has a better word yeah that it has like an audience you know yeah be different
2: and have people uh latch on and say wow why didn't i think of that or what you know it's just crazy
1: yeah
0: where in texas did you grow up
1: Kind of all over the state. So uh, I was born in like a very small town called like Harlingen, Texas, which is like at the very like bottom. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the Valley.
0: Yeah, I've been
1: there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, in college. Yeah. My buddy of mine had a business venture there. And,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: But you bought cars down in Texas and he would drive them up north.
1: But yeah, so grew up down there and then um, lived in Houston for a long time, San okay. Antonio, Amarillo. Uh, wow. basically the only place I didn't live was like Dallas and El Paso, but, okay. um, spent a lot of my like early twenties, um, uh, gas used to be 90 cents a gallon. I'm going to show my age. Like, okay. <laughs> it used to be even cheaper than that according yeah. to economics. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we used to drive, like I was always about like the all American road trip and my parents were always about the all American road trip. I think it inspires like the lot of the work that Gorilla Cinema does was cause in my twenties, like just... Hop in the car. Let's go drive to um, Marfa, like, and see like the Marfa lights, where the, these alien lights are supposed to be out in the middle of the desert. Or okay. right, let's go um, drive up to Midland because like our friend's band is playing at this weird Air Force hangar. Thing like, and so, um, yeah, just uh, I've always been like attracted to like the road, and and this is actually like, the longest place, like Cincinnati, it's like the longest place I've ever lived in my yeah. life at this point. I've only been here like seven years, but it feels like a lifetime. So, Cincinnati feels more home than anywhere like in Texas and Louisiana at this point, you know? and
0: then where in Louisiana, like New Orleans or more
1: like uh, New Orleans and I mean. Lake Charles, okay, yeah, so. Uh, my mom lives in Lake Charles. She's from Lake Charles. Um, so did a lot of work down there. That's, That's west yeah. of New Orleans? Right? That is, is that we- uh, west of New Orleans. It's yeah. like halfway between. Yeah, halfway and... but yeah, okay, halfway gotcha, gotcha. between Houston and New Orleans. So like, okay. kind of like yeah, a yeah. good midway point. Man, yeah. okay. Yeah. So what we'll brought you to Cincinnati? The love of a good woman. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That'll so, do it. Uh, That'll that... get
2: you out of Texas.
1: Yeah. The... <laughs> so. Uh,
0: <if> and <laughs> you could say worried. it, probably, if I'm not uh you know guessing too much all of your exes live
1: yes all, all of my most of my exes
0: live in texas <laughs>
1: um but yeah uh met my wife where all classy people meet on bourbon street oh, uh, there you go yeah so we hit it off she said she was from uh she's originally from cleveland but was living here in cincinnati there you go. Um, cleveland, so we're, yeah we're don't cleveland get them started <laughs> down that path Wait, we're from cleveland cleveland uh was it was shaker heights there you go yeah mm-hmm. so yep um <laughs> it's always like a heights up there. I, I still don't understand like all of the different geographic yeah, high it's, it's Highland yeah. heights, yeah.
0: Mayfield Heights. Maple Heights. Yeah. Yes. We have a lot of heights. You're yeah, right.
1: exactly. Uh, um, heights. Yeah <laughs> So um yeah so we met and she is our creative director of Gorilla Cinema, our company and does just uh, all she brings to life a lot of the ideas. So graphic designs, menus uh anything that you see on the internet is basically her work so i think that's what attracted us to each other is like we felt like each um we had great creative chemistry which is like a weird thing to say because i think most people think about like your marriage and like what first attracts you to somebody is like sexual energy um and for us it's like it's always been like a real like interesting creative relationship that i think um, if, um, I was just married to someone that ha- was like a real estate agent, I don't think I would, st- this is gonna sound terrible, but <laughs> it would be hard for me to love that person because <laughs> yeah. so much of our relationship is built on, wouldn't it be great if, and then you say the thing that you want to and exist in it. the world. Yeah. Um, and no, it's just sometimes it's just like, just casual conversation, like, wouldn't it be crazy if, uh, we did a bar that was based around the music of Britney Spears and bluegrass. And then you like, kind of like play out like what that would be. And yeah. and it's just, it's, it's fun. Like, and it's, um, or, Hey, there's this, there's this really cool immersive exhibit. Would you like to go? And I think that's what you, I, I don't know. A good marriage is like, uh, Chris Rock says like, uh, someone that you want to have sex with and someone that you want to eat dinner with is the things that make a great marriage. <laughs> um, and to me, too, it's like, um, yes, but over dinner, like, what are you talking about? And then after sex, what are you talking about? And for us, it's cre- creative projects. Yes. So I think that's really fun.
2: Like, making that money.
1: Yeah, and, well, I don't Love even think it. it's making well, yeah. money. Like, I, yeah, I think um, uh, we did not get into this to be rich and to, like, make a fortune. Like, I've been very fortunate in that... So our first bar, the Overlook Lodge, um uh was kind of like a a hit. Like people liked it. When I first said I want to build this bar based off Stephen King's The Shining, uh, I got a lot of people saying like, Good luck with that man. Like that's yeah, like Sounds good on paper. (laughs) Yeah. uh, and then um and then people kept saying, like, Well, do you have another idea? And do you have another idea? And so um this has grown like way bigger than like I could have ever imagined. Like when we first started, we were throwing up like Gorilla Cinema started as like a pop-up company where we just put a movie screen in a parking lot and build a kitchen out there and um, serve food and drink depending on whatever movie we were showing. So like when uh, we did Pulp Fiction, so when Sam Jackson takes a bite of the Big Kahuna Burger, like everyone got Big Kahuna Burgers. Like uh, so for well. us, like but at the beginning, like it, so it really was... was
2: guerrilla cinema.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, thought that and, was
2: just some cool name, like take a
1: no a, a yeah. animal <laughs> and <a dumb> some <laughs> word and pair it together.
2: We were actually out showing movies. Yeah, we know, did Spotify, that
1: for but... two years straight before any of the bars opened, and that's kind of how we started building like this following. I think that's the biggest thing is like, especially like you guys have like shirts and stuff like that, like. Um, you have people that become your fans and then they want to follow you to your like next thing. I, I call it it's like, it's almost like being a director of a movie and we've gotten to make like a bunch of different movies. And I've been like fortunate enough that I get to like direct these bars that come to life. Um, and, and people like them and they, and, and you, you create fans and people get excited about the next one you're going to do. And so I feel like yeah. for everything we've done, we've always had to like raise the bar. So we started with, uh, the Overlook being Shining Immersed, and then we went to our Tarantino Speakeasy where you had like a pocket door. like There was like this video store, and then yeah. the door slides open, you go back. And then Tokyo Kitty was our first robotics bar, and so then we – So, so yeah. you had
2: like the team of Apple working on that. Like, <laughs> I mean, for us it's, Yeah, we've got to d- develop this robotic system. Like, I mean, did it – uh, Yeah. Does that exist in it, Japan? It, so, or no, 2020? so it
1: wasn't in Japan. It was actually a company – It was, like, a startup out of San Francisco, and they've actually become, like, really good friends of ours because they had a product that, like, nobody was really interested in. Like, we were the only – like, we're still, like, their only, like, client, um, for the robotics and they, they actually shifted away from robotics to do like, um, they're like, you know what? No one wants to buy these robots, but we did design a cool way for you to order drinks at a bar on your phone. So they basically got into mobile ordering. So we're the only person people with this robot, um, wow. that delivers drinks. Um, but for us, I think, especially you guys are, are creative individuals, um, creativity attracts creativity. You just find people that, that work together. So, uh, our newest bar that just opened last week is La Afrenda Tequila, and it has a lot to do with my Texas heritage and where go. my grandparents came from, uh, Mexico. And Yeah. Um, but this yeah. is suburban country. I know, but that's the deal. It's like to be different. And so, again, exactly. um, we could have just said, um, okay, let's open a tequila bar. That's different enough. But for us, after coming off of a robotics project, um, we had to find a way to say, okay, it, it can't just be another bar because our audience, like, expects us to do something different and innovative. So the name of the bar, La Ofrenda, uh, means offering. Uh, it's an offering kind of towards my grandparents, but, uh, Ofrenda is also, like, an altar that most people would, uh, associate with Day of the Dead. Like, okay. especially if you've seen, like, the movie Coco. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, right. Um, so we built this altar in the, um, in the bar, but we didn't want it to be like the solemn thing. You know, nobody wants to go drink like in a mausoleum. Like you've gotta make the bar fun. Like yeah. no matter what we do, we'll like do that. Yes. <laughs> Wait, that could be it. All right, Hold on, let me let me game that one out for a second. Yeah, that's uh, what we're missing. So, People yes. don't want to have a good time at the so bar. So I gotta depressing. figure out how to build in Scro- Spring Grove Cemetery. I hope this isn't disrespecting yeah. anyway. me. But like that's what you want after our funeral. You want to drink. Yeah. So you just, you build, like, on the outskirts, like, just a solemn place for you to come drink after your funerals. Uh, I'm, I'm all bad. <laughs>
2: no, I, I think you need to buy, buy a book section, enough plots, and get it rezoned just in the middle of Spring Grove Cemetery <laughs> to, uh...
1: Well, they start doing, like, movies and stuff out there, too. Like, Spring Grove is trying to evolve. Like, I think... Yeah? Yeah, like, uh... I th- I think people are getting less weirded out about death. I think as we evolve as like a society and culture, I think it's one of those things that we know is coming a little bit more. And I think we're able to like plan for it. And I think, you know, um, but yeah, so we built this altar, and instead of being about like just my dead relatives, um, we uh, used state-of-the-art projection mapping for it to come to life. So we collaborated with Hambone Collective, um, which is a great uh, creative agency here, and they do a lot of film and animation. And so we designed this show around the altar so... Um, uh, eventually there'll be seven shows. There's two shows up right now. Um, and so the, a friend of, like burst to life and like these colorful animations and marigold flowers and, wow. you know, masks that come to life and things. So you just have it on repeat? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So if you're there for a while, you'll get to see like all the shows, um, but, again, it also gives, like, life and movement to the bar, which I think is, like, a big important part yeah. of any bar is no one wants to just go drink in, like, a place that's boring. You have to, like, have things happening in the bar that engage the audience at this point, too, that aren't just um, passive. Like, people can drink at home. Like, why are you giving them a reason to come to your bar? And it used to be, oh, I'm going to go see my friends. Like, and you, you and your friends would pick a bar and most people still do that where you can just kind of hang out. So uh, it's kind of cozy and relaxed, but, um, we find that people are actively searching for like experience, like more than anything else. Like if you give them an experience, um, they'll want to come back and not just come back, they'll tell other people about it. And, uh, we were talking about this the other day. It's just like, um, all bars give an experience. Um, some of them do it without thinking about it. Like, a dive bar is an experience. Yeah. You choose a dive bar because you want to have a dive bar experience. The dive bar owner doesn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> other than open the door, which provides the experience. Yeah, um, Maybe they let things just do, get shabby. exactly. It's <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 <laughs> that, um, the experience, folks. Yeah, and, and <sighs> but um, I think... Audiences are getting smarter, like audiences want to choose how they spend their money, like with you. And you have to give them a reason to come out Um, more so than just, hey, here's some drinks and and here's a room. Um, What are you doing to engage them and to make them a part of the experience, too? So I think that's what we are trying to do with La Frenda is um, with the Altar we're kind of encouraging people to bring um, pictures of their loved ones and like put it on the altar. Hey man, if you need like a spot to come drink and be like, hey granddad what's up? Like, that's um, crazy. Yeah, I think there's so much, uh, and you go back to like bourbon country, there's so much history in bourbon, but everyone has their own personal history and everyone has their own personal history with drinking and how do you invite sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah, and especially with tequila right? I'm sure you guys, you have a a tequila story. Everyone has a tequila story. (laughs) Like, Um, you have like multiple
2: janitors at these places
1: that are like cleaning up <laughs> the bathrooms uh, no I'm going to give a shout out to somebody Michael Robinson who actually yeah. does our cleaning crew he's like oh, the clean yes exactly yeah. there you go yeah um, you build teams <laughs> and like that's it as, as much as uh, everyone's like man this guy's got it going on it's more about um, the team that you build to make these things like really come to life Is yeah. um, and, and that's what we kind of said is uh, go back. I've been the director and we've done like my stories. Like right now we've got, you know, five of my stories out there, six of, you know, um, of my creation. So we, we've got another bar in, um, Reading called Golden Sparrow that we opened this year too. Um, that's kind of our dive bar that we basically, wow. but we are out to provide that dive bar experience without the sticky floors and the rude bartenders. But yeah. you can go in get a cheap beer, great, wings and have have that experience because it was something that was kind of lacking in our um in all of our experiences but it's kind of one of those things where it's still a gorilla cinema bar but it's just not going to blow you away like La Frienda does or Tokyo Kitty does or Man. any of those other ones so How
2: do you keep up with it or how do you keep I mean I know when we opened our second store that was a huge thing and then now the third now I feel like we're we're reaching and all, all the stores have the same theme and carry the same stuff. And I'm like, you're all over the place.
1: Um, again, it comes down to like the people that you hire and your teams. And I, it comes to the point where I eventually know that – we're going to stop telling my stories that, um, the people that have worked for me now for like almost five years, like the overlook will be five this year. Like their dream isn't to work for me. Like I, I hope it's not, I hope I didn't hire somebody like that. Their dream is to work for me for the rest of my life. (laughs) I hope I hired ambitious people that want to tell their own stories that have their own bar ideas. And so hopefully over the next five, 10 years, I get to invest in their ideas, like, I, you know, successfully or unsuccessfully, um, you know, and then train up, like, the next class, you know. I think for us, yeah. um, you know, it's – Like a pyramid scheme. Like you're top Yes. all <laughs> I mean, crazy bars. Um, but that's how anybody that's built anything gets really anywhere huge is you have a lot of trust in the people that are around you. You trust them to, like, yeah. you know, uh, we always call it, like, projecting wonder and you always – Trust your team to like project wonder into people's lives. If I'm not there, and like as long as I trust them to do that, like we can keep building and keep telling awesome stories. Um, some successfully, some not. Like every bar again, it's I'm going to use so many movie analogies, but it's like a movie. Like some movies super successful, some movies like man, we're really proud that this came out, but it doesn't make any money. Like it's yeah. there, it exists, and and we're super happy, and the people that work it get paid. But, like, I don't make a dollar off of it. But I would make a hundred bars like that as opposed to something that I think compromises our creativity just for a dollar. You know, like, I think you see, like, bar owners and restaurateurs, like, what's popular? Like, popularity, like, wanes. Like, especially, like, you guys design t-shirts. You guys... Um, uh, I'm going to shout out Greg that like does our, our merchandising. He's like, oh man, that's a friend zone t-shirt. He's like, what do you mean? It's like people walk into the store. They're like, I love that shirt, but they don't buy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's a friend zone. Like they, they like it. They don't love talk it. About yes. it. that's a tango. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, So you guys know yeah. like I love it.
2: My childhood, this hey, and that. Taco Bell, what size do you need? Uh, just look just looking. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so for us, like we have like you know um, friend zone bars, like bars that. Um, but again, it's so hard to tell because we haven't been around for that long. Like yeah. bars that people will say, like, oh man, I love this bar was the last time you went? I don't know. Like a year ago? <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, and that's Heart not Roots, to dig the audience. Okay every weekend. Yeah. Every day. But that's not to dig the audience. The audience, again, what have, what reason have I give them to come back in, in the last year? That's why you always constantly see us do more things at the bars and do these like weird events too. Like is, yeah. um, you want to give people a reason to come back and not like friends on your bar and be like, yeah, that place was really cool. Like the first two <laughs> years. Yeah. <And> like, <laughs> That's a great term. Yeah, but yeah, it's like I look at some of the stuff you guys put
2: out, and I'm, I feel like yeah, we're we're creative. We have some good ideas. We we rarely execute, you know, a tenth of what we we come up with in our meetings. And I'm like, I feel like that your execution is ridiculous as far as like like for instance the the buddy the elf, uh, yeah, decorations. Oh yeah, I can That's see a, sitting yeah. around. Well, actually, we had that idea, not that idea, but. Uh, when Jersey Shore was popular, we were like, okay, we're going to take our store and for Halloween, we're going to have the store dress up like the t-shirt shop from Jersey Shore. Yeah. And we're, and we're like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to do this and that. And then it's like, wait a second. Well, that costs money and that's going to take a ridiculous amount of time. And is anyone really going to appreciate this? And it's like, from there, we just, we ended up like talking ourselves out of it. And then by the time you know, the next day rolls around. It's not even a topic, and we're on to the next one. Well, I feel like, you know, like, the buddy elf thing is like, okay, let's just go
1: crazy with decorations. All right. But no, you guys went freaking nuts. Yeah, I think that That's though you're, sh- that is something that evolves over time, too. So we've been doing that for three years. Okay. And it's see. just now getting to, like, so uh, this is the Miracle Bar at the Overlook Lodge. It's our immersive Christmas pop-up. Okay. Um, we cr- created like um this buddy, the elf, like experience where you're just like, Oh my God. And like, that's what we wanted to do. But we had a lot of people over the first two years be like, this is good, but you want people to come in and say, Oh my God. And yeah. and, and again, we take Which a lot expensive. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we we just... take a lot of swings that we miss on that. We sweep under the rug, like real fast. Like that. Oh, nobody, nobody understood that. Nobody came to that. Yeah. And I think it's, I think a lot of people find ways to talk themselves out of doing something to say, oh, man, this is a lot of money. Like and again, it is like I I would probably be a much more successful bar owner if we didn't take the risks that we did. But I don't think that we would be the company we are if we didn't show up every day because we're already talking about we just came off of a crazy year, like three new ventures that are all extremely different like a steakhouse which is lonely pine steakhouse which is based off like 1950s culture um and then uh from there going to uh uh golden sparrow which is a dive bar which is something like we had never done before we didn't know how like how do you have restraint for a company that's like doing robotics and projection mapping to say like we're gonna do something simple like we had to like relearn ourselves like in like to, to do that. And then, of course, La ofrendo which is an ambition in itself because of, like, the sourcing of all the tequila and everything. So for us, it is um, – uh, it, it's always changing. But, again, we wake up every day and we swing big. And then some things work and some things don't. Um, we just did an amazing – run with um Pan Am like where oh, we yeah, yeah where right. we got with to the work with this yeah, legendary company uh Pan American Airlines <laughs> um so we found the people that own the rights to the brand we said we got this great idea we we want to recreate a Pan Am terminal and we want to have like this cocktail experience where you're in this lounge um and so we did it here in Cincinnati for the Blink Festival where people bought tickets and we had, it cost us a lot to do it. And then we thought, okay, let's take this on the road and let's go do it in Columbus. Um, at the end of the day, like, it was an amazing experience. It was probably the highest level work detail that we had ever done. I probably made us about $10,000, but probably talked, like, in all the work that we did for it cost us hundreds of like man hours like on things like you know people work themselves with passion and we really you know we had the uh the buddy the elf decorations going on we had another pop-up going on which is our yuletide nightmare and we had this pan am thing so when we look back at the year we're like man we took some big swings and some of them connected some of them didn't will we do this again i think it's always like learning but i think Again, people will always find a way to not do something, to say like, man, that's really risky. And again, Gorilla Cinema was always risky from the beginning because what we would do like Friday before we would show a movie, I'd like clear out my bank account, like hoping yeah. that like, man, we make enough to like get uh, get this money back. Like, and, and, like if I was lucky, a Gorilla Cinema pop-up would break even. But at the end of the day, it's not about – the money it's about you have an idea in your brain and it it won't be satisfied until it sees the light of day and i think for us that is the beginning principle of our company and at the end of the day, it might be like the downfall of our company. Yeah. Um, but I, I would well, rather live it on the edge, keeping it exciting. I, but again, we've had it's, it's, it's all risky. Like, our, our, like the restaurant and bar world is risky to begin with. Oh, like, yeah. you know, there's so much competition. So why not? Like, you're already taking a big risk as it is. Why not really like go for it? And because then at least at the end of the day, you know, we'll, I will never have like the what if we had done this. Or what if we had tried that? Like, I, you know, I don't know what the longevity of a company is. Like, you know, I think uh, I hope that we're around for a while. I hope we become one of these like legacy Cincinnati like yeah. bars and restaurants. Uh, I'm more pragmatic than that to know that um, things will open, things will close. We'll have our good years. We'll have our bad years. But if we constantly create, like we're never going to die. Like, we will die if we, like, say, okay, six bars, that was good enough. Like, eventually, like, one of them will close. Like, one of them, like, its lease will run out or, you know, something will happen and we'll say, like, okay, that, that was enough. Um, Even, but, like, the biggest nightclubs only last three, four oh, years yeah. tops. yeah. No, for sure. But, again, what is the biggest nightclub doing to get people to come back in? Like, and so for us, we spend a lot of time reinvesting in the space and reinvesting in – Um, and it's, it's not, it's not smart money, but it's, it's where I find the play is to say, how do you create something that is iconic? And how do you create something that's like, man, that place has been here 20, 30 years. And I think it's investing in your staff. And I think it's investing in the space and again, doing really crazy. Like the the Christmas pop-up, like again, if we do that every year, like already it's become a part of people's holiday thing. Like we come to this every year. Like it's not the holidays until we come to this bar. Um, we love that. And I think for us, it is, uh, it's always going to be, um, it's always going to be hard and it should be hard. Yeah. Yeah. So how,
2: uh, what is it like coming from you know, Austin, or, you know, you probably hung out in L.A. and new York and whatnot, and like, where are the cool people? It seems like Cincinnati sometimes is too too cool for stuff, or, you know, we're not going to try new things. Like, what? This
1: robot's bringing me a drink. Are, are people open to these these crazy... Uh... I think you have to give your audience credit. I think everyone tries to discard Cincinnati sometimes, but people want things. Yeah. we got a lot I, going on here. And I think, I, mean, I, I,
2: I, I will say, like...
1: Ten percent of the people that come into our bars, I would say, probably hate them. Like they they don't understand it. Like they well, you don't, don't know how they ended up there. I yeah, no, somebody's friend dragged somebody. They just want a Bud Light. Like they don't they don't want the robot. They don't <laughs> yeah. understand why everything's crazy. <laughs> um, and I get it. Like I get that. Um, but we're not. We're not. We're not. That's not the audience. And again, I think there's just ten people that. Um, 10%. I am going to go 10%. Like I feel like that's a, it's a made up figure, yeah. but I think we all run into like 10% of people that just are miserable. They just like mm-hmm. they don't like anything. Like yeah. and and again it's the same thing like you're not going to please everybody. Um so you should go out of your way to please the people that love you. Like that they, that like man, we get this like because they'll keep you afloat like and again cater towards Them, I think so many times, especially in the bar and restaurant world, everyone tries to be everything to everyone. That's why there's a hundred flavors of vodka is because, um, somebody out there loves pickle flavored vodka. Somebody
2: out there loves like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I need pickle flavor. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but I think for us, like, um, I haven't spent too much time like on the coast. Like I've been to New York like twice. I've been to like LA twice. Um, I love Cincinnati and I think it's the same reason you love Cincinnati, is um we can do whatever we want here. Like there's very like low barrier to entry to like make your dream come true. And I still believe that as much growth as we've had like in the past five, seven years that, uh, that I've been here, um I still run into people that, you know, last week they were, you know, a bartender somewhere, now they're opening their own place. You know, somebody that was doing food pop-ups is now opening their own restaurant. Um, people that just have ideas, like, they get to do them here. And I don't think that in New York and L.A., there's that same kind of culture where as much as I can say, like, yeah, 10% of the people want to shit on everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they want to, you know, um, 50% of the people want you to succeed, yeah, and then forty percent are indifferent to your existence. Yeah. <laughs> and on the coast, it's like, "Hey, read my script." Nah, yeah, I don't, and I, I don't think, care about you. Well, your I ideas think that's it. I think going. I think it's reversed. And on on the coast, it's like, man, fifty percent of people don't really care, and they hate it. And like ten, yeah. per, only ten percent of people want you to succeed. Um, and that might be an over, you know, simplification of things. But I truly believe that is why I call Cincinnati home. Is because you have people that want. Um, Things that you want, they, they want their city to, to, to be bursting with life and they want to support local people and they want to support local ideas. They don't want to go to Rainforest Cafe. They want to go to, I always pick on Rainforest Cafe (laughs) because it's like the thing that I dread that we become, even though like Rainforest Cafe, like they make so much money. Like I should not be criticizing Rainforest (laughs) Cafe. But again, it's like, um... Uh, overly themed, like you would never like make Rainforest Cafe the bar you hang out at every day. Like you go like when you're like, oh, we got nieces and nephews in town or, you know, this will be fun for like a birthday or weird. Um, So for us, we at Girls Club always have to walk that line of saying like, okay, let's not become like Rainforest Cafe uh, because we want people to come to these bars every day. So it's enough weirdness and it's enough... But it's not like – you're not so overblown by it that it, it walks into, like, kitsch and, like, theme park. You know? Yeah. Downtown Disney. Downtown Disney. Oh, yeah, man. I, was, so I, I would love to open a bar in Downtown Disney. Um, mostly so that really the chains could come off and we could do like the wildest stuff. Like yeah. I think that's it. Is, you know, with Pan Am, we got to do some amazing things that I never thought we would get to do because they were so immersive and so like hiring actresses to portray the stewardesses and um, creating props and getting actual Pan Am artifacts that people could touch. And it was so tactile. That's um, crazy. That I think. It, uh, yeah, they, you got to serve good food. Yes. You got to yeah. have good
2: service. Service. can't just have some, you know, bimbo actress, uh, you know, trying – that's never certain – you know, no, no table-side man or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and
1: again, especially with it's Pan like Am, there's team. so much history behind it. you got to make sure, like, yeah. they're honoring that history properly because people do still remember flying on Pan Am. Totally. And it was kind of funny because they yeah, gave it is us like a high-end
2: like, brand now. Like, like, there's like there's leather purses and oh, yeah. stuff that they make with a Pan Am logo. It's like, wow, this is – this is legit. It's damn near Gucci. Or- yeah. I'll give you an <laughs> example of like
1: a, a small D. So we had the Pan Am representatives have to come through when we do the experience and we put basically put them through the show. And then afterwards they give us like little notes, like her hat needs to be tilted forward. Like this needs to be this. You need to say this instead of this. Cause this is period accurate. Wow. And then it was one of those things where we gave out like hot towels. And I think we put like peppermint on the hot towels and like their note was like, peppermint on the hot towels is wrong, it should be lavender. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like small things like that. But again, it's those attentions to detail that I hope make the experience better. And I think by doing Pan Am, it allowed us to do better things in our bars. Um, so again, even though I said like, oh, we didn't make that much money off of it. Wah, wah. like um, it, Like it's, it's learning. And I think to succeed in business, you're never at the top. Everyone's like, "Oh man, you you got you're going great. You got a great year. Like you're creating all all these things, like social media likes. Yeah, no. And I'm like, (laughs) there's somebody behind me that is just as hungry, like or or hungrier. Like, um, I would much prefer to be the guy like chasing Michael Phelps than to be like." The best. I never want to be the best. Like, I, I, I get real squeamish when, like, people like, you're great. Your things are great. Cause I'm like, ah, no, like, cause then, cause then you get, like, cause then you, you get. I would rather I would rather get like more of the complaints than I do like the praise. To be like, oh, this could have be better." I'm like, "You're right." <laughs> like, <laughs> so you're constantly on Twitter. Like, come on, give it to me. Oh no, I, I don't have <laughs> I don't have the ego, nor do I. I'm a sensitive soul. I don't think I could handle the Twitter world. I used yeah. to have a Twitter. Um, I much prefer Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, there you Jake go. should Instagram. Okay. Makes it real easy. Um, uh, Jake with a K. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, for me, social media is a great way to to get people in bars. I think a lot of people have a love hate relationship with it. Um, And again, um, I'll go back and I'll tell you a story or something that like completely like flopped and failed. We thought we were so clever, and it had to do with social media. Which is um, at one point, City Beat had put out an article that was just full of misinformation. Um, and it was about our robotics program at um, uh, Tokyo Kitty and how the, the title of the headline was Jacob Trevino wants to replace all bartenders with robots. Oh, yeah. And I had people sending me like hate messages like from Phoenix. Like they like saw the article and was like, you know, what's your problem, man? Why do you hate humans? I'm like, no, it's it's. <laughs> the robot doesn't do it like, no, like it It was such a conflicting thing. And so I was like, OK, well, if if City Beat wants to just promote this information, we'll show them what robots can do. And we created like this whole mythology, <laughs> spent way too much time uh, creating this fake robot that was going to take over Tokyo Kitty and wasn't just going to take over like the drink system it was going to take over like the temperature controls in each room It was going to take over volume controls for music. It was going to analyze people's faces as they walked into the bar to tell if they were happy or sad. Oh, and then yeah. like, yeah. And, um, and so we like pushed this thing out thinking like, Oh, like, come on city beat, like write the story. And then they didn't. And then I got more flack because people were like, Oh, look at him now. He's created this like super robot. And it was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be like this Halloween thing <laughs> that was like, so we created the fake robot, um, and then the robot went online. It was like, I've taken over the social media. And then the robot starts to go out of whack. And it was leading up to this cybernetic kind of um, uh, uh, like Daft Punk. Like Halloween special we were having at Tokyo War of the Kitty, World desk. yeah, War of the World desk, and it just like fell flat. And every time, like my staff won't let me like live it down. They're like, "Remember the robot?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, that, yeah. we spent a lot of time on that." Carol, we ne- gave and gave I her a name,
2: oh, <laughs> dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, we definitely have our swings and misses over the years. We're just like, yeah, love this. Like some of my favorite designs, never sold, never sold any. Yeah. You're just like put this stuff up, you're like, yeah, people are gonna love this. Nope.
1: No, but or I think you, you try to keep going. Again, if you live here in Cincinnati, I think the best thing you can say is like if you have ideas, like just go out and start like I am not an idea hoarder. Like if you come to me and, and ask me like what are you working on? Like I am a real open book. Um, some people say to a fault. Yeah. But it's also like kind of one of those things where um, I almost implore you to steal one of my ideas because then I can just go to it and like enjoy yeah, it so, yeah. and I don't have to worry about like, yeah. how, do, how does it run? how does yeah, it operate? Really how do we have win. to start? Yeah. And so for me, it's also no one is ever going to do it the way that you do it. Like you have, you guys have designs and like, but no one's going to do this design the way that you would do the design. So again, if you have ideas and you're here in the city or wherever you are, Start talking about your ideas because eventually somebody's gonna say like, I, "Oh, cool! I believe in that." That's how guerrilla cinema started. Was just like, "I want to make this thing come to life," and then you say, "Well, so and so might be interested in helping you with that," or like, "Oh, that's a cool idea." Um, I mean, a lot of guerrilla cinema to start. Like, and I gotta thank like people that that were there from the beginning that just showed up and just helped us for free just because they were like, "We want to see this succeed." So. If you take, I, I, I know there's, there's probably like a comedy podcast. Like, or is it like, is it more like, is it more? (laughs) That's good. Yeah. So I know like, I feel, I feel like, uh, uh, the business advice hour or creative advice hour is just, it's just go out and just one, start doing it. Um, bootstrap it, figure out how you can do it. You will find an audience It might not be the size audience that you need, but if you love something you just want to see it exist, just start doing it. Yeah, do something every day. Do you have a goal? I don't even think it's just start doing something every day. I think it is point to a day and say, by this day, I'm going to do this thing. Like, and then you you find out a way that, okay, how am I going to put this together? Um, Because even me, it's like, you know, most days I just, I I run around and I'm quality control. Just, "Is is this working? Is this working? Is this working? Yeah. Probably only about two days a week am I thinking about, like, okay, next project or this or that. Um, so I would just say, like, y- y- pick your point and, like, go to that point, like, it, no matter how long it takes you. But, again, be talking about it. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with your family. Talk about when you're at the bar, hopefully at a Grilla Cinema bar. Yeah. Um, you're going to find people that are excited about it and that want to support you and that will get behind it. But if you think, like, oh, man – Somebody's gonna steal this. Like, they might, but they're not gonna do it the way that you would do it. And again, your passion. And again, if they just steal it because they're like, oh, that's gonna make a billion dollars, um I can tell you they're probably gonna fail. Like, because it takes a lot of passion. Like, and you guys see it, like, in your work. And that's why you guys are one of the greatest t shirt companies in the city. That's right. And it's like, yeah. Uh, I will say the greatest t shirt company oh, in the city. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> Then
2: pull that clip, <laughs> put it on TikTok, and make it go viral.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, your, is your passion it. for the city? Is your passion for the sports teams here? It shows in your work. Somebody else can do these shirts, but I don't think they would have yeah. the success that you would have.
2: Uninspired.
1: Yeah. And I think but. that's it. Is is You guys are always out and about. You guys are always talking about Cincinnati sports. You're always talking about cool things. And I think that's what lies in your success so go out talk about the thing you love make it come to life more content like i think that is the greatest gift that we have of this age is everyone can do whatever they want to do like yeah. like no one's holding you back I, if you want a podcast microphone's 100 bucks hopefully you have a computer like you're listening to this even if you yeah. don't you've got a smartphone start recording your smartphone like somebody will hear it like you got an idea for for a product uh make it happen you'll find someone that'll let you set up shop for an hour or 2 hours to to pitch your thing somebody in this community will help you get to where you need to go and it doesn't take thousands of dollars it 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 just takes your passion and 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 again your openness and willingness to be vulnerable enough to, again, not be afraid to fail. Like, to, 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 all the times you say, ah, we sh- you should have done the Jersey pop-up thing. It would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, And again, would it have been to the, um, what was in your head? Like, no. But like, most of the bars, like, are never exactly as they are in my head. Like, we get them to a point where I'm the least embarrassed to show people. Like, I'm still yeah. slightly embarrassed of every project we've ever done, but I'm the least embarrassed at that moment when we open the doors. That I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. hopefully hopefully no one notices this. I notice it because <laughs> I know what it's supposed to be. No one else does except for you and what's in your head. Yeah. So just do it. So is your wife like the
2: – so you're probably the crazy guy with all the thoughts and your wife maybe takes those thoughts and makes them like – practical. Uh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Come down, come down about five levels uh, and we could actually do this. And this would be still well, above she's, and beyond what anyone else is
1: doing. She's but. taught me a lot. Like, I think um, I've taught her a lot about taking risk and she has taught me a lot about messaging and focus and like what it takes to like get your idea across. Yeah, for sure. I think if it was up to me, like the overlook lodge would feel like you stepped onto the set of The Shining, as much as that would have been awesome, I don't think that the Overlook Lodge would be as successful because people would Rainforest Cafe. They'd go and be like, this was cool. I can't wait to take my parents when they come into town in six months. But instead, we created this thing that has winks and nods to the the Overlook Lodge um, and to The Shining, um, but still feels like a bar that you would walk into every day of the week. So I think, it's again, it's about uh, knowing when to push... The theming and knowing when to like hold yourself back and knowing you know, and she does she she really reigns me in and um is 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 definitely like the focus of of our company. And I think we both just kind of keep each other in check too. And I think yeah, oh, yeah, too crazy then, sometimes. You're like, oh, I'm, um, that, yeah. I think we yes, no. We, well, we both get crazy because we both <laughs> want to say yes. I think that's like. The, the hardest thing is we you want to say yes to everything. Yeah. Like, and I think you guys probably get the same thing too. It's just like, you want to do that next shirt, but you That's still silly. have it. You still have inventory of back shirts that you have to get rid of and yeah. you, you can't do that thing that you want to do. Um, good ideas never die. We have like, in the first four years of the company, I think we did 300 unique ideas. Like these were pop-ups, these were events, these were theme nights. And and yeah, and it was, it was insane. Like when we compiled it all, cause we went back through like all the Facebook stuff and we tracked, okay, what were the sales? Was this a good event? Like we actually like compiled, like, you know, so I think that's another like important thing that you take away is like track your, your, your hits and track your misses. Like, so that you're not kind of just spinning your wheels, So at this point, like we know, okay, these 30 events in our company are winners. Like, and they will attract people and will raise money for either a really great charity and we have a really good um, relationship with that charity or people just love this thing and we can do this every year, like the Miracle Bar thing. So we need to keep doing that. So your calendar starts to fill up with things that you know that you can do and then that allows you to say, okay, I've got five days on the calendar that I don't have filled. What do we like? Then you can like really get weird yeah. because you know, you know where you're going at There's that no point. relaxing. There's no I, chilling. I don't think it's about relaxing. I think it's uh, bartending can be boring. Like, and it's, I think it allows our staff cause I'm not the only one coming up with ideas. Like the staff is a lot of the driver of like the really crazy stuff that yeah. we've done. Is like they like you trust them to be like, OK, here's the sandbox playing the sandbox. Like, what's your crazy idea? And then you try to bring their crazy idea to life because then they get excited. And it's yeah. not just like about um, again, that's why I, I, I love doing podcasts because obviously I'm a talker. <laughs> hey, you're doing good. You're in the right place. Um, yeah. Uh, but to me, it's like I would rather you walking into the bar and not know who I am. Is like not know who I am at all and let the work speak for itself and let my staff speak for themselves and them be the stars of the show rather than you going and being like, man, I would – I oh, I wish Jacob was here because he would do it better. I think for us it is – or make the drink better or something like that. I think yeah. you have like celebrity bartenders and celebrity like chefs and things like that that have like cult of personality. So um, sometimes successfully, moreover, not successfully. Um, I've tried to do that to where to, to let the bars and everything speak for itself. At a certain point, though, you need like somebody like waving the banner. And like as much as like my staff does an awesome job, like I have to come out. I've got to do the interviews. I love doing the interviews, but you just want people to love the thing because the thing exists and not love it because it's Jacob Trevino. Like, yeah,
2: you're the mascot or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I would prefer to not be the mascot. And I I think, but it's hard because people want the stories behind the thing, which is great. I don't think like 20 years ago, nobody cared who owned a nightclub. Like nobody cared who owned the restaurant. Yeah. Like we now have such greater appreciation for people who create and we want to know their stories, um, and the the biggest thing is like we're boring. Like you you get it and you do it because you love it, like yeah. and that's it. Like anyone like anyone I've ever met that's <laughs> been successful is they got up and they did because they love it, and and it's it, it, you know and the money thing figures itself out. And you have great years and you have bad years, and there were years where uh, I'll I'll be very candid with you. I owned two bars at one point, and I had thirty dollars in my bank account. Like, you took a, we took a big risk and the risk didn't work out. Um, Luckily it eventually did like, but you have lean years and you have, you have great years, but no one's going to tell you to stop except for you. No one's going to tell you to close like Cincy shirts except for you. Like you're the person that gives up eventually. And again, you might have to give up because of monetary issues. You might have to say, well, there's literally $0. I have to give up. Well, there's people that we've, you know,
2: started other companies or whatever. Like when we first started, and then, uh, like I ran into somebody like probably like a year ago, and, and like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh yeah, I'm uh, doing something with like dentist SEO or something, and then he's like crushing it. And he's, I mean, what are you doing? Oh, I'm still making shirts. And he was like, really? You're still doing that? <laughs> like, like you like you didn't grow up almost? His reaction. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, we just didn't stop. Yeah. I was like, not that we're like, you know, world beaters or anything, but we just, just the next day we woke up and we made shirts again. And then the yeah. next day we still did shirts. And pretty soon, you know, 15 years later, we're like, oh yeah, we're just still doing
1: it. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> but I mean, that's no, odd. No like 15 why years. Quit, like that but. is, yeah. And again, if you're happy and you're creative and you guys are crazy creative, like, which is the fun part. Like that's it. Thanks. If all, if, yeah. If all these bars went away tomorrow, I would still find some way to be doing guerrilla cinema in some form. I would say, Hey man, let me come to your bar and do a pop-up. Like I'll spend my own money to do it mostly because like, that's the life I want. Like I want to, to create weird, fun stuff. And the only person that's ever going to tell me to stop is probably my wife like at some point point, <laughs> and myself like my yes it, 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 that's that's the wall that you run into as a creative person Is anyone that's ever been in like a band or anything you know band breaks up and yeah. like you have the choice to like keep going or stop like and i think a lot of people give up on their dreams and again because it's hard and like again you stop finding the joy in in your dream like and you and then real world sets in and you you got bills to yeah. pay and things like that. You haven't talked about your kids yet. I did none. Zero. Yes. <laughs> <I'm> yeah. He's <laughs> not doing all this stuff. No kids. Yeah. but again, that. Yeah. But, I, I you know, <laughs> no, at a certain point, awesome. kids are someone's dream. You know and then you know. invest into that dream. And yeah. to me, uh, uh, kids were not a part of, <laughs> of our dream. And so, yeah, we get to do all this stuff. And we're very fortunate. And we've had that conversation. Yeah. Like we said like if we had kids – We got
2: to do it now or no, we're going to do no, it. No.
1: If we had kids, none of this exists. Like no. Yeah. Like you, you – again, Overlook exists but then you have this, the stressors. And again, it's so admirable the people that have their families and I know so many chefs and people that have the family and then still risk to like do their dream yeah. like and create because that is like – next level stress. Sometimes I think I'm stressed out and I can be like, whew, well at least like if this goes bad, like my wife can find a new husband and like she'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And like it'll just be on me. Like that is the only weight I carry. Is like if things fall apart, like I will have only ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> like what do I um, think about it? uh but yeah, no, I think I think that's it. It's like uh yeah, kids are uh, an amazing thing. And again, I, I, this is no, like you don't so have to say there. they're amazing. <laughs> yeah, right, <No>. <laughs> but you'll notice I have never done anything that is geared towards children. I may I mainly gear childlike things towards adults. Oh, there you <laughs> go.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, keep making the adults feel like a kid again.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. That sums it all up. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So how do you decide,
0: like, with all these ideas flying around, which one's that's the one? And not only that's the one, but that's going to be this. This is going to be the pop-up. No, this will be, we're going to find a permanent space for this downtown or, or maybe northern Kentucky or other.
1: A lot of it has to do with the neighborhood. We never say, okay, this is an idea. Um, oh, this, this area needs a bar. Let's go put this bar idea in the neighborhood. We really take a look at the neighborhood and then try to design a concept around the space. So luckily for us, we've still got like 10 ideas on the shelf that we can easily now, like, pull one down and say, here we okay. go. Um, but at the time, like, we want something to fit and feel like it feels in that neighborhood. Like, Overlook Lodge is really great for Pleasant Ridge because it has a neighborhood-type feel. You're in a lodge. It's comfortable. Um, same thing with Lonely Pine Steakhouse. There was no upscale food. There was burgers and tacos and chicken, but no no date night spot. So for us, it made sense to put that there. Um, Reading where Golden Sparrow is, uh, we have tons of bridal um, tourists on the weekends, but during the week, it's a lot of just, you know, the guy that wants a cold Bud Light and some nice chicken wings, you know? So again, how do you walk that line and kind of cater to both parties? Um, So you design the concepts around the neighborhood instead of vice versa. And we found that that's our success is to say with Tokyo Kitty, we had the idea probably for three years before we found the space. Um, and then with the space, it was like, this has to be downtown because downtown doesn't have enough places to go dance. And like that is the – that is what that void is feeling filling is even though we've got karaoke yeah. and it's a lot of fun. Can, yeah, can you go anywhere to dance anymore? Not really. So or again, like yeah. Electron. Yeah. Oh, so um, – and again, there are some places that have like a DJ on the weekends. But no, we designed the environment of Tokyo Kitty is – sometimes when you go to like a nightclub, like it's just a huge-ass room and like it feels – um, empty if there aren't 300 people in there. Yeah. So for us at Tokyo Kitty, we designed the room to be as intimate as possible, but still feel big so that if there's 30 people and they're all dancing, it feels like a party. But if there's a hundred people there and they're all dancing, it feels like craziness, which is what you want from, from a nightclub. So for us, it is about economy of scale and figuring out how uh, back to energy in a bar and how you get movement and in activities and things happening so that people don't walk in and they're like, oh, because as much as you're like, um, oh, people think you're cool. People want to be perceived as cool and that their choice was a good choice and no one wants to walk into a place and no one's there and they're like, oh, I made a bad choice. Like, so for us, it is very much about how does the space feel with 10 people in it? How does the space feel with 100 people in it? And those two should feel as close to the same as possible. That way um, that way, people feel good about the choice they made, like, come into your place. Yeah. Man, you got
2: psychology involved. Yeah. yeah. Or
1: execution and business it's the journey of a thousand miles like none of this stuff like happened overnight this is like i've been in the business now like 17 years and all it is is like eyes open like you just pay attention and you pay attention where other people fail you pay attention to where other, more so than where other people succeed. I'm very like failure. Like I love to like talk to people about like where they messed up and I'm very open about where we messed up. Yeah. Like saying like back to like, I had $30 in my bank account and own two bars. I can tell you the steps we made to get me to that point and all the mistakes I made to get me to that yeah, point. It's amazing. And how we pulled it, how we, how we turned it around. I think that's it too is again, as long as you got 30 bucks. Turn around too you don't have to like be like oh we're we're at the end like there's always a way to like figure it out like and, and that's it too is no matter how deep you are like you know you you can uh, i, I I'll, I'll tell a very personal story because I feel it. I can, yeah.
2: yeah are we gonna cry
1: I, I hope you don't cry but I just want like everyone to realize like it hasn't been so charmed. Like, I think people look at you and they're like, six bars, and like, yeah, yeah, like everybody no. wants you. like, um, yeah, I gotta a, I got arrested for like a drug felony, like once. Uh And like, yeah, like back in the day, like way back in the day, like way before any of this, like like, uh, 15 years ago. No, like Charles, even worse. Yeah, I spent three days in like the worst jail in America. Like literally that's not facetious. Yeah, no, it was was, like literally like the worst jail in America. (laughs) Uh, And then I went through a uh, a drug like rehab program, like a a deferred like drug court, uh, which are very popular in the United States. And that, like, gave me my life back and, like, put me on the the, the, the person that I am today. Um, this is not me, like, proselytizing, like, the 12-step program. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, at a certain point, like, my life was probably going nowhere. Like, and I, but... It, you got caught and it saved you. I got caught, but it allowed me time to... Um, to focus on where do I want to go? And I think that's it is like, you don't have to be arrested for drugs to like figure out like where you want to go and just realize like point yourself in that direction and go like um, and figure out it's like a day by day thing. But um, again, even if you've done something that failed, if you love it and you want to do it again, do it again. Like, but you just have to keep going. But like, no matter how, bad you think it's gotten like to be like we're broke been arrested wife left I got nothing going on yeah like you've got it like you, it's only within yourself to like point yourself in that direction and again I can't emphasize this enough like talk to other people about your dreams like talk to people about like what you want to do because that's where you're going to get your support and that's where you're going to get your biggest like allies and things like that so even like when you're at your like lowest like just know, like there's 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 people cheering for you and they want you to succeed. Like again, I I, I, I feel great. so weird today. Like I'm just yeah, like I'm like, awesome. in, like I'm in, like such a weird mood. Like I thought I'd like come on, like tell some like wacky a- wacky anecdotes, and I've just have gotten into like this yeah. like like wanting to. That's what like, I tell people I was like, don't prepare anything. Yeah. Just come yeah, in and I'm, talk. Yeah. yeah, just talk to us. We
2: don't have questions. I yeah, I'm I'm never okay. met you. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: we're actually never met, which we're is just surprising because you're just yes, doing we, all this yes, stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I, I've been like real introspective. I don't know if it's just because like we feel like we came off like a super tear yeah. of like creativity. Well, it was the and pressure so, to
2: keep it going? The pressure to
1: yeah. maintain what you got? Mm-hmm. And now that we've gotten there, I'm just like, whoa, oh man, like. Like, and then I'd, I'm reflective of, like, all the steps that got us here because, like, all of this, sh- like, it should have fallen apart a hundred times, like, and, and it didn't. Yeah. And, again, it, it has a lot to do with my staff, but it has a lot to do with, like, the direction you take it in. so That's awesome. Well, man, I think we've covered a lot. I think so. Yeah, uh, guys, uh, thank you for allowing me to come on and rant <laughs> yeah. for like a, a while. Like, I feel they this this was a real treat. So I, I appreciate you hey. allowing me to talk and, and get some. This was like therapy to me, man. Like, yeah. I probably yeah. need to see a therapist, but like this was uh, like you this is the yeah you can pass and three hundred dollars if you <laughs> yeah. want to. Sure. but uh, I'll bet just three hundred dollars worth of shirts. Like,
2: we'll yeah. figure that. Out. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and we appreciate the shirt. Business too it sounds like that's doing well with the uh, Billy. Billy's talking about all. The, oh uh, yeah, the, no, that Obviously, been Billy doing. was
1: the one that put us in touch. And and uh, again, uh, what, what's our countdown to, to Red's opening day? Like, let's just let's just go ahead and start counting down. To oh that, yeah, right? yeah. So we got
2: some ideas for opening day. Maybe that's we need to do something crazy. Let's for do that.
1: something crazy. We'll be down at Finley Market. So we're down yeah. there, La Frenda. We could do something awesome with Cincy shirts for opening day. Hmm. I'm down. Be amazing. Uh, I
2: got ideas, and I'll I'll shoot them by you. For all sure. right. Uh, our little cheesy little thing we do at the end of every episode is okay. we allow our guest to give us a word, a promo code that can be used for 20% off your order at scentsyshirts.com or in our stores. So is there any word that has inspired you over the years? Any one word that you would like people to oh, shout oh, from the mountaintops and save big money at Scentsy Shirts?
1: Uh, so just one word. Well, it could be, be, like, be, be a short be a phrase. phrase. It could just... be a short phrase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something that people it can, can just it can type like, in. it could be like, "Hey bartender," it could be more than. Well, I'll, I'll
0: yeah. make it all one word. But yeah,
1: what have it... been your favorites? Like, what have been like some of your past favorites uh, that you've uh, heard?
2: Wu Tang Forever. I think <laughs> <was> <laughs> the was gave. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes they try to be dicks and do a word that like some big long German something that no yeah, one can look, spell. Up. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah no, that's that's uh, not fun. Maybe something movie. What's your favorite movie? Oh yeah, Mo- like movie quote. Um, okay, all right, hold on. I, I want it to be. Oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! Okay. Got it. Just so that people can come in and say this because it'd sure. be so fun. Okay, um, I'm your Huckleberry. From Tombstone. There you go. I'm okay. your Huckleberry. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Somebody's been saying that to me recently as like, anytime I ask them to do a task, he's like, I'm your Huckleberry. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: I'll
1: perfect. Make sure perfect. Uh, <laughs> so. There's a,
0: a limit on the thing and there'll be no apostrophe. It'll fall down. I'll explain to folks on the other side. Yeah. If it
1: doesn't uh, work, then maybe. Yeah. It no, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, about, how about, just make it easy. Huckleberry. 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 We'll okay, just yeah. make it easy on sorted. people. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Love it. All right. Well, Jacob, thanks for
2: coming in, telling your story, all that good stuff, and uh, yeah, thank you, guys. (laughs) Appreciate it. All right. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name, and they're
1: always glad you came. You wanna be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You wanna be where everybody knows your
0: name. Jacob Trevino. Not sure if you've used that as a playout song before, but of course it fits. It's uh, very appropriate. i um, surprised I wasn't a bigger head, I only got to like 50-odd. It, uh, it didn't even crack the top 40. Yet, not only does everybody know your name, but everybody knows that song. Anyway, you can visit any one of Jacob Trevino's bars and or restaurants. Uh, again, there's Overlook Lodge, Tokyo Kitty, Golden Sparrow, La Frenda, Lucky's Prime Steakhouse. Uh, I think that's all of them. There's, I don't, I couldn't find a place where they were all listed as one, but if you use your Google machine there, uh, it'll be able to tell you everything you need to know, of course. And if there's someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, be sure to drop us an email, podcast at com. Put podcast guest" in the subject line, and you can use that email also to donate to the podcast via PayPal or Venmo, of course. Uh, also, maybe in the body of the email, tell us uh, why you think that person would be an interesting guest for us. Be sure to tell friends and loved ones about the show, speaking of, including folks who may no longer live in the area but still feel connected to the tri-state. And if you haven't already, of course, go back and plunder those Cincy Shirts archives. There's 103 episodes back there, and I think you're going to dig each and every one of them. Today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find all of their music on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your music. You find vintage tees from great places like Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, and Philadelphia, and a lot more, actually, at OldSchoolShirts.com. You have a lot of cities in there now. Lots of defunct uh, sports teams, old hockey teams, soccer teams, basketball, things like that. Football, a lot of football teams in there old shopping centers, restaurants, radio stations. There's a video games collection in there, too. So it's like Cincy Shirts, uh, but for those towns. And again, the promo code for this episode is Huckleberry. All lowercase, all uppercase. You can alternate. Uh, Huckleberry is the promo code. Use that to take 20% off your entire Shirts.com or OldSchoolShirts.com order. Or you can come into our physical, or as we say, brick-and-mortar stores in Over the Rhine, Hyde Park, and Loveland. And you can say it, and they will give you 20% off in any of those locations. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest Cincy Shirts news. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from and as always download or stream us next time bye Cincinnati.